the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. You know I'm a bad girl. Do what I want, say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl. It's Friday night. Yes, it no, is. I can taste it. <laughs> My partner in crime here has already been into uh, his pizza already. He can taste that. He tasted it already. Pizza night already before the show even started. What, were you going to say something there? Oh, normally during the show, you're looking at, you know, yummy food, and then you mention <laughs> something, and I get hungry, so I had to beat you to the punch today. <laughs> Listen, it's Friday night. We can have some fun, including munching on something yummy in the oh, middle of the show. always yummy. Yeah, and, you know, I always love on Fridays, one of the things I love to do is start asking people on the socials, and by the way, yes, I'm restricted again on Facebook, which is why we're that not... you're st- doing your job. Yes, that's why we're not streaming live on the Facebook right now, um, but I love to ask people what their plans are for the weekend and, and what they like like to what they like to do because i believe in work hard play hard work hard during the week do your job as an employee wherever you're working be proud of the work you do work it hard do your best and then have some fun on the weekend right i know what you're doing this weekend you're going to see a certain movie for the 29th time yeah, only the seventh time i'm behind your friend i gotta catch up yeah um i may go see a movie too i hear there's a movie about some crawdads about a bayou that I might have to go see. There's no crawdads in Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> 888-344-1170 if you want to share with us what you're doing this weekend. Um, we actually had a call last night that gave us a homework assignment at the bottom half of the hour. I actually did the homework assignment. I get an A plus, by oh, the way. I, well, I'm definitely at least getting an A because I have no. seen and do remember the episode. Well, you're going to have to prove. Right now, That's you got fine. an incomplete. and But I'll put it in pencil and I will, I will, I, but I will gladly change it into ink into an A if later on in the okay. discussion, if you prove that you did, in fact, listen to that. We've got some um, interesting nominee for Hero of the Week. On Friday, we do Stink of the Week and Hero of the Week. And one of the Andrea Casha listeners n- made a nominee that we're going to share why in a few moments. And it has to do with a Democrat that's just really called out the Biden administration on the economy. And so we've got lots to get into for this hour. I want to start, though, with a story that I wasn't going to talk about, kind of like last hour. I wasn't going to talk about Secret Service because it didn't make sense to me. It still doesn't. But there was a reason why it was important to me last hour to share with you what I think is behind that story that didn't make sense. Here, I get why the left has been hammering this story all week. The story, the horrifying story of a 10-year-old girl who was impregnated due to rape. And that in and of itself is absolutely heartbreaking to me. Y'all, I, it should be clear to everybody by now what a soft spot I have for children and how the and, and how abuse of children in any kind is just absolutely something that I can't abide and rips my heart out like nothing 
else can and it's because children are defenseless they don't they don't have an opportunity to make decisions for themselves they're not they can't protect themselves they need to be protected by adults there needs to be adults in the room particular parents whose sole purpose in life and sole meaning in life is to take care of their child and protect their child so this 10 year old girl ends up pregnant via rape and some politician or worker somewhere in Ohio goes to an event or doctor and violates the HIPAA, Hippocratic Oath and, and outs this child. In order to exploit this child in this, in this situation for political reasons to push Roe v. Wade and why we, that needs to be codified. And that's all we've heard all week. And this is a particularly difficult pro-life thing to talk about. You know, it's one thing to say pro-life for 20 something year old that wasn't you know being responsible and who just for convenience wants to you know end the pregnancy and abort the child it is i will tell you that it's difficult to to continue when you think of a 10 year old who's been raped are you still holding that there's no exceptions for rape and i that's but i don't want to go there I don't want to get into that discussion tonight, but the reason why, but that is the fallback position for the Democrats in order to continue to justify why there needs to be at a federal level abortion on demand and for any reason up to and post birth of a child. And so they have used this 10 year old girl as an excuse to justify that. And I've been thinking for the past two days, wait a second. Before we even get to a discussion as to, and by the way, this 10-year-old was taken across state lines and was received an abortion because you know what? When Roe v. Wade was overturned, the states have each taken their own particular approach to it. And yes, there is still the ability to get an abortion in the United States of America. So I've been thinking, okay, the people that wanted this 10-year-old to get an abortion managed to get this 10-year-old an abortion. Let's talk about what's really disturbing to me even more than that. Take the abortion out of it. How did this 10-year-old child get raped repeatedly? Where were this child's parents? How did this 10-year-old child find herself in the presence of an illegal alien predator multiple times? I I tweeted out this morning. Have the parents been arrested yet? Then I find out a few hours later that not only has there been no parent arrested, but the mother of this child, I can't play the audio of it because this person evidently doesn't speak English. So we know that this child rapist is an illegal alien from Guatemala. The ICE and immigration has said that they don't have any record of this person, which means he came up through the southern border undetected, probably walked across, probably brought some fentanyl with him for all we know. Probably raped, I don't know how many children and women on the way here. Probably women, uh, probably children, because, you know, evidently, you know, he, he likes to rape nine-year-olds. This child was nine when she was raped. So this parent, this mother, actually defended the rapist, said the, the kid's okay, and this guy is not what he is being accused of. When he's already admitted it. The issue with this child in this story to me Parental negligence. It, it, yes. The story here that should be talked about and the most important aspects of this story, in my opinion, are the lack of parenting 
and the and the one law that you want to talk about in this country to me about this story is our immigration laws. That's the two that's the two areas that are most important to this story because if our if our border had worked and our immigration laws had been enforced never and this parent had done her job as a, as a mother to this child there would have been no pregnancy in the first place. And that this child has been, apparently been given back to this mother. And the Democrats don't have any problem with any of that. They're not talking today about, you know what, Trump might have been right with this open border because look at this Guatemalan illegal child rapist has been in this country now for six or seven years. By the way, working at a cafe in Seba, Columbus, I have family in Columbus, we call it Seabus. Working at a cafe in Columbus, Ohio, was that person, was that business owner arrested for hiring an illegal alien? Oh, we don't do knowing hires in this country anymore. My mother used to work at the administrative law judges where in San Diego, where they used to actually prosecute businesses for hiring workers that they knew were illegal. There is so much wrong with this story that horrifies me long before we even get to anything related to our abortion laws. And let me tell you something. Who's the, the is the I, I can't assume i guess but i i I think it's safe to think that there's at least the possibility of this little 10 year old being raped again given the fact that the mother is defending the rapist and this child is back in her custody and the democrats don't give a crap about that they don't give a crap about this illegal alien and apparently it gets even worse the abortionist who performed the abortion put the age of the rapist as 17 which is a lie to cover up the crime that took place when doctors are supposed to report a crime. The abortionist should be, oh, the, the abortionist, the excuse for the abortionist putting the age of 17 on there is that, he, well, he didn't look, they didn't really know the age, so she just took a guess. Well, how convenient. He's 20, he's what, 28 years old, 27 years old. So we're just going to conveniently guess. Hey, he below, looks right below the age limit. Yeah, yeah. I find this at the, as even more, not even more, but as horrifying and disgusting to me as this poor child being raped repeatedly and child impregnated. Back to the mom. Yeah. This is this, that is the real, the this is child abuse of the worst possible kind in fact to hear that mother talk the way she did this could even be yeah i'm gonna say it i don't even know if this isn't a situation to where the mother is like here have my kid because that happens that happens in this country i want to know the papers in the in the uh, in the immigration status of this mother I say take the kid away from the mother, put her into foster care, find her a good family somewhere that's going to take care of her and get rid of the mother. Send her south of the border. In fact, you know what? I think it's about dang time we start talking about amassing when the Republicans take back the House and Congress and get us a president in the White House that we put together a deportation force. How about we get about 75, 100,000 deportation forces around this country to start rounding people up and getting them out of here? Am I being too harsh? Not at all. 888-344-1170. And if you think I'm being too harsh, tell me why. Legal is legal. And if you're not here legally, you shouldn't be here. And how is he? And he's still in this country, by the way. He's still in this country. I wouldn't be surprised if if they dropped his bail, somehow made an excuse for him, put him back out on the streets. 
I mean, the way these Democrats are going, they'll probably, you know, um, put him in a house somewhere with kids. We're going to take a break. We come back. Shift gears. Talk talk a little economy. (gasps) Such great news there. Actually, I am going to play a clip of someone that one of the Andrew K. Show listeners actually said it's a Democrat, said was her nominee for Hero of the Week. And that might be worthy of putting a little bit of a smile on your face. Hopefully, because about this time last night, you were like, I got to hear a good news story. I got to hear a good news story. And we're talking we're talking <laughs> with the people we were, we were talking about last night. This is true. All right. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show on its way. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. Andrea K., the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, economic news happening. Uh, the, what I find really interesting is as uh, the American people are beginning more and more and more to speak out about the just the devastation of what we're experiencing right now, the, so has the mainstream media, the legacy media. They can't ignore it. They can't ignore it, and they're actually coming out against him. I thought, um, I thought this was a really interesting clip. This is actually from CNN. They actually started doing man on the street interviews with Americans talking about uh, how bad the in- inflation is. Um, I think we have a Florida single mom talking about how she can't make her ends meet. Skins. I want to play for you some sound of people that we have talked to at CNN, who right now they say they're suffering. Listen. I'm not making ends meet. I'm not making it. I'm setting my savings. Um, my, I get paid tomorrow, and already my whole paycheck is spoken for. And it's the first time in my life I've had to apply for food stamps because I don't know how we're going to continue eating groceries. Would you be able to afford to no. stay? No. Oh, no. No, indeed. Not at all. I probably would have to move in with my kids or whatever. Wow. That's really hard to see. I'm glad we just played the audio because when I actually saw the clips of one was a young single mother and the and the second clip that you just heard was this older African-American gal who looked like she was in her 60s and to see her face and to see her talking about having to move in with her kids just you know that the pride you know that was just you know tearing her apart there is just really really hard to hear um, but I'm glad that the media that's CNN coming out calling out the Biden administration. And you know what? I, I you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to go so far as to give them a, a nominee for here of the week, but I got to give credit where credit's due because they are starting to push back. They They're, can't ignore it. They Otherwise can't ignore it. Otherwise it makes them look foolish. That's right. And not but not only are they not ignoring it skins, I want to play a clip from CNN in which this is Jake Tapper who actually is calling out Joe Biden for the fact that in last December 10th, he said that was the peak of the inflation crisis. Do we have that Jake Tapper clip? Give me one sec. Sure. Thought I pulled them all. I can describe it if you don't have it handy. Begin to describe it. We may play it. Well, it's uh, basically Tapper w- was playing um, the clip of Trump. Of we have the Biden. clip. Oh, okay. Go ahead. He's the Democratic president and the Congress is controlled by Democrats. So it's not as though you guys don't have each other's phone numbers. Listen, CNN's Caitlin Collins asked President Biden about inflation On December 10th, it's July now, on December 10th, and President Biden told her then that he thought December 10th was the peak of the crisis. Take a listen. And I think you'll see it change uh, 
um, sooner than quicker than more rapidly than it will take than most people think. Every other aspect of the economy is racing ahead. It's doing incredibly well. He doesn't even sound confident there. Well, right. The the extent of the gaslighting at that point. But I'm old enough to remember back in December when he was saying this, that all these economists on CNN and MSNBC and everywhere were like, look, calm down, people. It's, you know, this is just going into winter. And and this was, by the way, this was after Putin had already gone into Ukraine. And this was them trying to tell us this was the peak. This was gaslighting at its worst. And, and, and again, I got to give a hat tip to Jake Tapper at the top of the clip you could tell he's basically arguing with whoever was there from congress cecilia rouse uh, from congress he's arguing with her because the democrats are not wanting to admit it they're still wanting to lie to the american people in fact not only are they wanting to lie to the american people as to the truth about the the economy as to the cause of it as to the fact that the the this is a, you know intentional pain on the american people to push their green energy crap and the new liberal world order at the same time they're trying to pass more and more and more big spending bills that are actually only going to make it incredibly worse. Oh, you must be talking about Build Back Better. Build Back Better. And so this is, I want you guys to hear from Senator Joe Manchin because an Andrea K. Show listener actually said that this is her nominee for Hero of the Week. And I, and uh, you know, typically I don't usually herald Manchin as too much of a hero because I feel like in a valley of blind men, a one-eyed man can be king, right? I mean, compared to AOC, you know, he can come across as conservative. And I feel like, you know, sometimes Republicans give him too much credit. This is a pretty spot-on comment. But this is absolutely spot-on because he doesn't just bust the Biden administration for the dollars and what's, what the plan is. He's actually busting the Biden administration for the cultural change and for the shift of what they're trying to do. He almost goes to the C word communist. He doesn't quite go there, but he goes really close. Let's play this. First of all, the Build Back Better way back when was a complete social realignment. Everything in the world you could throw at it. And I, and I was very clear when the president and I talked, I said, Mr. President, this piece of legislation is going to change our country from when John Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do for you, what you can do for your country. That piece of legislation will change us to how much more can my country do for me? And we are at $30.5 trillion of debt and climbing, and we have to be serious about this, but inflation is wreaking, wreaking havoc on everybody's lives. I don't care what uh, social rung you're on. So that's why that one killed. There's no such thing as build back better again. Right, this right. is a financial security and energy security. This is what this is about. Right. That's it. Right. And, you know, this, and, and, and the Republic, and, and by the way, the Republicans have allowed it to get to the point to where, where we even have the Democrats trying to get that over on us because we actually, the, the whole idea of, um, the social realignment, this is not brand new. This is not new to Joe Biden. This isn't new to, to the Build Back Better. This has been the game plan for a long time. It's been death by a thousand cuts for where we've gone from JFK saying, ask not what your country can do for you, what you can do for your country, to everybody with a handout and demanding every kind of entitlement. And and there's even conservatives. I've even had debates, if you can call it that, with, with conservatives actually trying to justify complete state-run health care in this country. So we even have so-called conservatives that are on board that are actually to the left of Joe Manchin here, who's saying, look, we're $30 trillion in debt. We can't afford this. This is insanity. And and now you're trying to, to expand the, and, and one of the reasons why 
the $30 trillion in debt is unsustainable is because of the already existing unfunded mandates that we have. Let me tell you, if you're in your, your 40s, and you're paying Social Security every month out of your check, huh? good luck in ever seeing a dime of it. It's going to be broke by the time you ever see a dime of it. And let me tell you, that kind of leads to the point. Here's what a lot of young people don't understand. There is no savings account for Social Security. Social Security checks going out today are supposedly paid for people who are working right now. And as they are bringing people across this country, on putting them on the dole, as we don't have enough Americans having kids... There ain't going to be enough people, even if we are not economically destroyed and broke in in 34 years, there will not be enough people paying taxes to pay Social Security for you when you go to retire. And then you add in the fact that one of the reasons why is that most, did you know that the average age of a Social Security recipient is 20 something years old? Because Social Security went from what was supposed to be a plan for safety net for retirees has become, you know, how can we pay out to everybody with the claim, every poor Tom, Dick, and Harry, because now we're a society of victims and nobody's responsible for their life and nobody's responsible for anything that has to do with it. Everybody's a victim. You know, Andrea, even though my paycheck stays about the same with what's taken out of where, I always look at that amount and I'm, I'm always like, you know what? I just, I, I almost wish it wasn't coming out because I know in my mind, unless something drastic happens, I'm not ever seeing that money again. No, you're not. And even if you do, the best case you can hope is to get 70 cents on a dollar. That was a part of the great new deal, the great society, the great entitlement to society. This is the idea of, you know, a free chicken in every pot. There's no such thing. We don't have enough Republicans speaking like he is about the social realignment, right? To the degree that he is. Like Um, you said, they're to the left of mansion. Yeah. I've been saying for a long time is that really that when it comes to the uniparty establishment system, uh, the party, they're all about big government and big government controls. They just, you know, they just have different ideas of of how to manage that. But that's why the Republican Party didn't shut down when the Republican Party had a chance. They ran in 2010, 2012 and 2014 and get rid of Obamacare. And when they had both houses of Congress and they had Trump in the White House, John McCain flew out from his deathbed oh, just this. to put a stab in the knife of overturning and repealing and replacing Obamacare. Spit in the face of the American people. But as it, re- as it relates to energy, if you're an American right now, I don't know how you could even consider voting for another Democrat, let alone Joe Biden, because what they're trying to do to us to, is literally intentional destruction. Every single one of us. And it's completely unnecessary. Joe Biden's over in Saudi Arabia begging for their energy when we have it here at home. If that makes sense to you, I beg of you not to vote because you don't have the sense God gave a donut. You just don't. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk about our homework assignment, which was to watch this Twilight Zone episode called an obs- The Obsolete Man. The Obsolete Man. I was curious and I watched Scary stuff. it. And I believe it might have come to fruition. And we're going to share that story with you. And Troy, who recommended, who gave us the homework assignment. Man, you're the professor. We expect you to call in and discuss it with us. And if you did the homework assignment and watched it, if you've got any thoughts you want to share on that, give us a call as well. 888-344-1170. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Been a long time since I took a class, since I was in the classroom. And uh, But we were given a homework assignment last night by a friend of the show and a caller, Troy. And I was just hoping it was not going to be one of those math problems, you know, where the train leaves. You and I would both fail. I know. I never was good at those. The train leaves Philly at like 4 a.m. It's traveling it so many miles an hour. (laughs) Exactly. But this one was actually a fun assignment, as it always was a fun assignment in college to have to go watch a movie or something. Oh, no. I got to watch entertainment. I know, right? So the assignment was to watch the episode uh, from season two of The Twilight Zone called The Obsolete Man, and I did watch it. And I don't know how this, why this isn't talked about more. And conservative eighty four accurate, right? Um, except the episode I think was from nineteen sixty one, and really? tr- yeah, and Troy is on the line and here to discuss. Professor Troy, thank you for being back with us tonight. Well, no problem. Glad you did the assignment. <laughs> okay. Now, um, I'm not even sure where to begin. For those for those who didn't... Are you, is that your GPS? Go ahead. Keep going. Okay. Well, we're going to have to have you turn that down in the back because it's coming through on the radio. Okay. There you go. Okay. So, um, so it starts out with this chancellor, this official from the state... Um, is bringing in his has called Romney, which I think is interesting in relation to right. Mitt Romney. Romney Wordsworth is being brought in in front of the state and being basically told that he's obsolete. And he's asked what his profession is, and he says his profession is a librarian. And um, so the state says, "Well, look, you're obsolete because you and your kind, who actually believe in books." Um, he says, we don't have any more books anymore. There's no need for librarians. Uh, he says, the, the chancellor says, the state has determined that there's no God. And, um, you know, we, we don't need your kind that would actually believe that there's a God and would actually think that you've got the right to have a mind of your own. And so, um, so they decide that they're going to put him to death, that he's obsolete. They're going to put him to death. But he turns the tables on the state, on because the they chancellor. Let him choose his, uh, they let his him choose. They let him choose his method of death. But he says, "Okay, I'm going to choose my method of death. But I want you to send the executioner to me, and I will tell that person. I'm not going to announce it in advance, but I'm going to tell the executioner between the two of us on how it's going to go down. And then he ends up inviting the chancellor, the official of the state." to come to visit him before the time of death. And then he locks the chancellor in the room and he puts the state and he says, the idea here was that they were going to televise Mr. Wordsworth being executed because the state wanted the public to see him squirm, to see him plead for his own life in order to show the strength of the state against the individual, which I thought was absolutely extraordinary and telling. In the end, I don't. I don't know that I want to give away what ends up happening with the chancellor, um, but I thought it was absolutely telling, and and so telling not just uh, about where we're at as a nation right now, as to the goal of dictatorships. As Rod Serling starts the episode by saying, "Logic is an enemy when it comes to dictatorships. Logic is the is an enemy, and truth is a menace. That's why they had to get rid of uh, any in, in, the obsolete man is anybody that." dares to believe something different than the state. Am I wrong in, in how I view the episode, Professor Troy? Oh, you got it absolutely perfect. Here's something I was thinking, though. When I went on to look for that episode, I was almost afraid I wouldn't find it on YouTube. 
Yeah, because... I actually found it on Daily Motion. I didn't find it on YouTube. There were a couple little excerpts, oh. but you cannot find the whole. I didn't find the whole yeah, episode. Yeah, I looked too. You can't find the entire episode on YouTube. I found it on Daily Motion. Oh, see, that's interesting. That's very interesting because they have on there a 2018 version, which is nowhere near as good as, as the uh, True Twilight Zone one. But they have a 2018, which they do the exact same thing, exact same words. But it's real dark, and it's just like a couple guys acting, which is you know, which is nowhere good, near as good as the actual one. It's very interesting. You say that you couldn't get it. I couldn't get it, but I have a blocker on my on my uh, computer, and there's a lot of things that get that, that gets blocked that uh, that that are. It's very restricted. Well, this so the fact that you couldn't find it. No, well, I found it on Daily Motion. There was so so many sub uh, subtleties and other important points here like you know, the Andrea, fact i would actually i mean i mean it's up to you i would point out the ending because it is kind of old people have had the opportunity I, I it really explains what's the way that the left thinks and what they will do with their own well the idea was yeah, they well, will. well yeah so yeah so um he's going to be executed burgess meredith is the actor he's going to be executed he says here's the conditions i get to pick how i'm how i die you're going to send the executioner to me in the meantime he invites the chancellor who goes ahead and shows up chancellor gets locked in and he says, uh, the character Wordsworth says, for the next 20 minutes before we pass, I'm going to take out my Bible I've been hiding for 20 years, and I'm going to read my Bible. And he sits there in peace reading his Bible. And I thought that was a really important thing, because if you understand how these dictatorships work, if you understand what, what the left has been trying to accomplish here in this country about replacing God with state, and that was a key aspect to this episode. And as the clock is ticking and ticking, the the one who's facing execution is supposed to be the one begging for his life and pleading and crying and squirming. And it he's ended calm. up and he's calm because he's got the peace of the Lord. And as it's Coming down to the last minute or so, last couple of minutes, the chancellor starts pleading in the quote, in the name of God, the person from the state does. He's locked and, in there with him. And he's locked in and he's begging to leave. But he's but he's being blasphemous. He doesn't believe in God. And so he so Burgess Meredith's character lets him out moments before the bomb goes off. And Burgess Mer- Meredith's character dies. Um, it, it dies. Um, a, a Christian he dies with honor dies with honor but then the state official gets now ruled because he didn't go out with honor because he showed his fear he's now the obsolete one and they kill him anyway and they kill him anyway and that proves that what what is the what do the communists refer to as the useful idiot he was the useful well, that's just it right there you know you you everybody is replaceable in the communist in, in state, a, in a, yes, you know, and so, and just, just to see that episode when I when I saw it this time, and my jaw just dropped with everything I'm seeing right now, and it was just amazing. Well, yeah, it it's it, it yeah years ago now. Yeah, and it showed that the state was the coward. These are cowards and these are bullies. These ones that are that are that are offering money to to surround a Supreme Court justice at a restaurant. Um, these elitists in the government that have walls built up around their homes, yet they're they're okay with letting these illegals flood across in, in, into ranchers' territory. It's it's it, one of the things that they that I thought was so brilliant here was showing the power of the individual against the oppression of the state.
and that the useful yes. and that that nobody is safe in the communist society he comes out and he's like what do you mean i'm obsolete i love the state i've done i've worked hard for the state i'm doing everything i can for the state and i was reminded by the the russian uh spy who said that in when mao's revolution and all those that stood up and he, and and helped take over mao in the mao's revolution um they were the first people to be lined up and shot so yep. this, so that was a reminder of the useful idiot. Those are some of the things, some of my takeaways. Um, I think uh, it's so they, interesting. You did not find that on YouTube, though. That's what right. I found was a few excerpts, little clips. Well, like Andrew said, yeah, you can find the clips, thing. Troy, and there's even a radio, an audio radio version, but you cannot find the entire episode. Where I think that That's the amazing right the the moral of the story according to rod serling though was was off the mark and i'll explain why he says that any state that fails to recognize the rights of the individual is obsolete so for him the chancellor being killed in the end was the state being killed off at the end the entire state i don't think that that's the case i see because um i i don't know do you agree because the ussr fell so uh you know, I I thought it was pretty much spot on for the most part. I mean, I really did. It was for me. It was more just realizing, you know, the path we're going down right now, as far as following that straight path right into destruction. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and, you know, and when, and when the chancellor is finally turned upon, I just view it as it is. You know, that that state is still just as strong as it was at the beginning of the episode. And he was he outlived his usefulness. He showed that he yeah. is a coward, and they no longer have any use for him. Isn't that cancel culture yeah. today? That's cancel culture. It's cancel culture today. They canceled this guy because he's obsolete. He dares to have a difference of opinion. He's a Christian. He believes in books. He believes in 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 coming to his own conclusions and reading. And, and sharing thoughts so he's obsolete they're going to cancel him and then but you know what and the and the dude who did the canceling thinks that he's spared and he's safe and you know what ain't nobody safe in this kind of culture that should be the message right. to me this was the perfect episode to perfectly summarize and symbolize and present where we're going as a country very quickly very quickly in fact we're we're yeah. already thick in the middle of it with this is where we're at and we need to right. wise up and everybody needs if and if you don't get it you're like the chancellor who wised up too late this this should be yeah. a wake-up call so troy gotta leave it there thank you professor Th- do i get it w- okay. grade me do i get an a plus oh you absolutely get an a plus i let skin slide because he had some with his kids so i didn't give him an f Right and, and I and I have seen it mul- multiple times. Yes, yeah, so uh, we'll give him you a B. Okay, we'll give him a B. Uh, later on, I want to call in about uh, about Manchin. There's something something about him that's kind of interesting as to why he's holding out. Well, you can tell us real quickly before we take a break. Uh, do you realize that he that this whole build back better and all that stuff? Why he's holding out? Tell us quickly why. It's because West Virginia is a coal yeah. state. That's why he's holding out. Well, you know what? I'm gonna he's, still going to give him credit because if he's doing it for his constituents, oh yeah. then he's oh representing yeah. his constituents and he's doing his job. We are supposed to be a, a government of the people. So, Troy, thank you so much, Professor. Appreciate your being here. Always educating. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. take. right. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. We come back. 
It will be time to talk here of the week and stink of the week. Do you have somebody you want to nominate? 888-344-1170. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, I have, this may not sound like much of a reason for a hero of the week, but I found this story and I thought you would like it, Skins, because you like comic books. We've got Comic-Con coming up here that is kind of a not their nominee for Stink of the Week with this Vax shot requirement, mass requirement. But yeah, I'm, Comic-Con International, the group, yeah. Totally, yeah. But I, I saw this article today of this, I'm not a big comic person, uh, comic book person, never have been. My older brother was. Um, the superhero movies aren't my jam, but I recognize that this is like a really big thing for people, which I think is cool. Like, if that's your thing um uh so um there is a guy named eric july i hadn't heard of him before but evidently he's like a big podcaster a lot of people really dig him he has started something called ripaverse and so he it's a new um non-woke comic book that has brought in over a million and a half dollars in the first four days and i'll tell you why that's a big deal andrea because a lot not all but a lot of your comic book culture some of the characters, some of the companies that put on the movies in the digital space, in the cinematic universes, some of it, uh, a good portion of it has gone woke. And a lot of people, the big comic fans like myself, don't like that. So this is great news. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't Captain America suddenly become a woman at one point? Isn't that what happened? Yeah, there, there, there's so much there, there when it comes to Captain America and Spider Man, and it's really gone away from the traditional. Yeah, and you know, if you want to, and here's what I say to that: if you want to make make woke, your own character, make your own characters, why do you have to modify and change? Why do you have to transition? A character, right? You know, uh, let Spider-Man be Spider-Man. Why do you have to make it be Spider-Non-Binary? It's ridiculous to be going down this. So um, I love this idea. He's His name is, he's a writer, content creator, and musician named Eric July. Um, ne- like I said, never heard of him before. And he decided in addition to um, being a musician, he'd launch his first comic book. It's called Isom Number One. Through his publishing company, Ripaverse, and um, it's uh, in just the first four days, $1.7 million. This is kind of like Top Gun Mega uh, Maverick, right? I mean, yeah, it's the same cultural phenomenon. Like, this is what people want. Right. I mean, th- listen, entertainment industry, whether you're in music, whether you're in comic books, or whether you're in, you know, um, books themselves, or movies, or TV. Listen to what the, your demographics and what the audience is telling you. Even at a time right now when people are struggling financially, they're still willing to go to the movies. We need an escape. They're still willing to buy books. They want to buy comic books. But Top what they gun, want one point two billion dollars. Right. But what they want is they want entertainment and they want it to be free of all of your wokeness. But even though it's free of wokeness, it still has diversity. Eric July is African American. Um the character, and here's what he had to say about it. He said, a lot of entertainment today is out to, quote, beat people over the head with stuff like social justice, right, and left-leaning agendas. He said, to see the industry go in the direction that has gone kind of lights a fire under you, he said. It's not like it's getting any better. These people are doubling down on everything uh, that they're doing, no matter how often the fans reject it. 
So you know what? You hat tip to this guy. I hope he just lives large the rest of his life. I do too. I love this. I love creative people. He says I put my money where my mouth is. I just started a comic book company. I told people I'm not beating the audience over the head with my individual political views with this, and that got me the called the most ugly names I've ever been called in my life. So it's not as though he did a comic book that pushed, you know, MAGA. It's not like he did a MAGA. He just did a straight up. Good non, guy. Non-political, straight down the middle comic. Right. I mean, with a superhero that basically comes in, I guess the character is, he comes in to defend to defend an old friend of his who's a, and his sister. So it's just good guy against bad. Which is the way it's always been. Right. It's kind of like, and, and, he, and it's actually a good looking character with lots of muscles. I mean, you know. See why the, you need to get into comic books, Andrew. I know. On. I mean, what's not to like here about this character? <laughs> I love a good looking dude who's ripped, who comes in and saves the lady of the day. So hat tip to him. Um, although I have to make him runner up because I already declared my hero of the week is our friend Tony from Ramona and um, Bryce Wheeler, our, my official. He was the blind gentleman who gives back to the community and our friend Tony from Ramona who actually took him around for a day. But Eric July is my runner-up for Hero of the Week. Yeah, Tony, thank you so much for calling in, giving us some good news, telling us about Bryce and his great organization, uh, Beautiful Lives Project, and Andrea and I both are going to be having him on our individual shows. Right. Um, and then my third runner-up is Congressman Biggs. Because, because he does, he stands up for freedom every step of the way. Right. At a time right now to where, if you look at everything that's going on, it, we desperately need new leadership and new leadership that is bold and, and courageous and not just going to go, okay, bygones, uh, let's go back to, you know, um, the way, way the Republican establishment's been and justifying saying there's no election fraud and, you know, let's just talk about lower taxation. No, he's willing to go there and fight for things like election integrity and he's trying to get an investigation done uh, behind the details that were documented in the movie 2000 Mules. So you know he's, he's making my... headway when they start to slam him on the mainstream media. Absolutely. Um, who's your stink of the week? You know what? Honestly, we've had so many good heroes this week, Andrea. I haven't really given uh, too much thought to it. But now that more information has come out about Uvalde, I have to say every single police officer that stood by and did nothing and and just and watched those and heard those kids screams and did nothing yeah i mean when cnn tonight i can see on the monitors is doing a whole thing on it and 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 even andrew mccabe disgraced former fbi uh, and doj andrew mccabe is saying yeah that there's there's really no excuse for them standing in the hallways letting children yeah absolutely terrible my runner-up to stink of the week is the cdc and planned parenthood secret chat uh, that they cooked Not up. Not your place. No, yeah. Stay, stay out of kids' minds, okay? All right. Love you all. Have a very safe weekend. Thank you to everybody. Thank you, Bob Walters, listeners, and thank you, Skins and Beyond. And we will see you Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.